Hello, hello. Welcome back. Leading Women in Tech. It's Tony here, your lit up leadership career bestie, here to elevate you in your leadership, in your career as a woman in tech, and to discuss all the things nitty gritty with what it means to be a woman in tech in 2023 and beyond. I am back and it feels like a long time since I've been speaking to you because I've pre-recorded a few things. And so it's been actually a month since I've been on my microphone with you, which may sound surprising, but that's what we do around here. So I'm like, oh, so nice to be back. And you'll notice if you're watching on YouTube that I have a different background. Um, this is a real background, not a virtual one. By the way, there's lots of psychology around virtual backgrounds. It's actually really good to use a real background in terms of building trust, um, unless you've got really, really good software, like the kind that video um, television studios use. So it's a real background, but it's the same office. I replaced my carpet. We've had some decorating done in the rest of the house. And as part of that, we decided to get all the carpets done upstairs. So my office got recarpeted. Just see a little bit in the background down there. And as part of that, when I put everything back in my office, because we had to remove everything. Oh my goodness me. Getting carpets done. I, I kind of knew it was going to be painful, but I didn't know it was going to be that painful. <laughs> but putting it back, I was like, let's change my office around. And so I am facing the other way. You get to see more of my office. Office feels a lot more spacious. And so this is where we're at. It's kind of exciting. Anyway, I want to continue my discussion about using coaching as a leadership tool. We started this discussion in the episode a couple of weeks ago, episode 158. In that episode, we discussed executive presence, the wonderful discussions that I'm having in my Lit Up Leadership Academy around how to use this skill, regardless if you're an executive or not, how having communication skills, awareness, being able to interact with your fellow human beings and being proactive in all of these aspects of your life is a, is a really great way to up-level your leadership. But we also discussed how executive presence is one of the things that's going to help you become a great coach if you want to use coaching as part of your leadership toolkit or indeed if you just want to become a coach. I talked a lot about why coaching is so powerful for your team and that's what I want to dig in a little bit more on today. So we can understand why coaching holds such tremendous value for both leaders and team members alike. In this week's episode, I want to take you on a journey of how coaching helps you elevate your team and their potential. Welcome to the Leading Women in Tech podcast, the show that celebrates women in technology leadership. I'm your host, Tony Collis, and this podcast is the result of my passion for building better tech by diversifying the leadership of the technology sector. Join me on this journey as I discuss all things leadership, what it takes to be innovative, breaking through the glass ceiling, be a great leader, and how to navigate the unique experiences we face as women in tech. So sit back, grab your headphones, and get ready to be inspired to become a better leader. Before we dive into the nitty gritty of coaching, let's take a moment to understand what coaching truly means in the context of professional development. Coaching isn't just another buzzword or another passing trend. Yes, it's become very high profile in the last five, 10 years, but because it's such a powerful tool. And yes, it applies to every aspect of our lives, which is why you have life coaches out there. You have career coaches who specialize in job hunting, which I do as well as my executive coaching, or my team does a lot of that actually with me. But there's, you know, there's coaches, obviously there's the sport coaches, which we all know about. That's what we grew up with, knowing what coaching was. But you can get coaches for everything, coaches to stop smoking or coaches to help you become a better project manager. I worked with a coach a few years ago who worked specifically with product managers. That was their specialism. So you get all sorts of coaches. And obviously agile coaches is a thing, you know, um, PMP coaches. It, but it's not just a passing trend. And the thing is, because we get all these specialisms, we can misunderstand what coaching really is. 
When we have a specialism, we think it becomes teaching. It's not that. <laughs> As at these sports, you may well have had a coach. I certainly had a swimming coach when I was younger. And the early years, it was teaching me. I had a swim teacher, then I had a swim coach. And some of the coaching was teaching, but later on it becomes pure coaching. And I think a lot of the time we think that coaching is just a special form of teaching. It's not. It goes way beyond mentoring, teaching or training and really focuses on locking the potential with individuals, driving personal professional growth and allowing us to achieve those remarkable results that I love to celebrate with my clients. We all start our education and professional journeys with education, being taught something, learning a new skill. We then likely move on to benefit from some mentorship, whereby our eyes are open to new possibilities or new and unique ways to solve problems. So where does coaching fit in and why am I advocating it as part of your leadership toolkit? Well, coaching is a unique experience that empowers us as individuals to take ownership of our own development journey. When done with your team, and I'm talking specifically the context of coaching within the workplace here as a leader. So this isn't bringing in a coach like me into the workforce, although that is done and you may have experienced that. And I do that. <laughs> I'm talking about being a leader and coaching as part of your leadership attributes. Because when you do this with your team, the act of coaching provides a safe, confidential space for individuals you have more opportunity to explore their challenges, expand their perspectives, move into that growth mindset and tap into their strengths and potential. Unlike mentoring, which involves providing guidance and sharing experiences, coaching helps individuals discover their own insights and solutions. We are assuming that they have all the tools they need. It isn't teaching specific skills. It is about fostering self-awareness, encouraging an individual to develop their own strategies for success. It's really about pushing them to think differently rather than pushing them to do something else entirely or teaching them how to do that. It's creating this atmosphere of being thought-provoking, creative, inspirational, and allowing them to maximize their personal professional potential. This is the final piece. I always say there's a continuum. When we start with teaching, move to mentoring, and then we move to coaching. You can only coach when somebody is competent. Otherwise, we do some teaching and mentoring. And I will say in my programs, I do all three. I, we have a lot of pre-recorded material, which is teaching, but the coaching sessions, they are coaching. We assume people know stuff. And that's where we really allow these people to flourish and thrive into amazing things. As a coach and as a leader, you have to assume the person in front of you knows enough to solve the problem, which is where it's hard for us as leaders. A lot of the time, especially if we've done their job, we want to jump in <laughs> and solve it for them or tell them how to do it. But if you want this person in front of you to really become extraordinary, you need to step into the shoes of facilitating them figuring out and implementing it without you getting in their way. So how does this help you lead better? First and foremost, when you bring coaching in as part of your team operations, you're going to enhance team dynamics and performance because you can only coach when you have this amazing supportive environment. It's empowering, it's trusting, there's open communication. There's a huge amount of psychological safety. You have to do all that work so you can coach. Then through coaching, your team's going to have strength in relationships, especially if you do coaching in the group context every now and then, like in a team meeting. You build this shared sense of purpose because they're going to come together and get to discuss the purpose of the team as a cohort. They will learn how to navigate conflicts and diversity with greater ease. Communication, collaboration, and synergy will thrive in this coaching environment. When I coach and when I teach others to become coaches, I follow a very specific framework that I've created on the back of all my coaching experience. And I, I truly think that this framework, when I was trying to actually articulate to other coaches, what do I do? And they were like, well, how do you get such great results? 
was like, well, what do I do? <laughs> and I look, I broke it down into two pieces. And I think this really helps us understand what's going on in the people in front of us. And this is now how I teach other coaches, formalized framework of what I've been doing for years. The first piece is something that's not unique to me. It's been around forever. Um, psychologists came up with this idea that our thoughts become our feelings, which become our actions. Thoughts, feelings, actions. And then if we want to break that cycle, we need to recognize we can interrupt it. Our actions are not necessarily going to happen. Now, as I said, I didn't come up with that. But the second piece I did come up with, which is reverse neutral forward. And I think when we bring these two things together, something extraordinary happens. So reverse neutral forward is this continuum where in reverse, we're feeling negative. We tend to be in self-reinforcing negative spirals. Everything about a situation is viewed negatively. Neutral is a great steady state of feeling neutral about your feelings. You don't have judgment about them. They just are, they just exist. And forward is when you're ready to take action, you tell positive self-reinforcing action. If you understand where somebody is in that continuum, reverse neutral forward, and combine that with their thoughts, create their feelings, create their actions, you can unlock amazing opportunity inside somebody to your coaching. Combine these processes, instead of focusing solely on what they haven't done because you're the boss, or that the results are slower than you want, or it's not done in the right way, if you understand what's actually going on in their brain by using these two pieces, something extraordinary really truly happens. It provides a clarity of what's going on in that person in front of you, why they aren't taking action, or why the action isn't the most useful thing it could be. And for the action takers, because we all have those high fire action takers, right? It helps us understand how they could be better. Are they flitting from one thing to another? Or are they seeming frantic or chaotic? Or are they just not self-aware? Or they, do they have a negative impact on other people? When you work with such people, that's how you've reached their highest level of performance. Because every single person I've ever worked with who's extraordinary, there's another layer. There's always another layer, which is why some of my clients have worked with me for years. Because every year, we're on, every six months, actually, I think we're unlocking a new layer that neither of us knew existed just using this framework. It's beautiful. Now, research and statistics consistently demonstrate the positive impact of coaching, not necessarily my approach to coaching, but coaching on team productivity and satisfaction. So this is something you should be doing as part of your leadership journey. Studies show that it increases productivity, efficiency, quality of work. Employees in organizations who embrace coaching, and by embrace coaching, it can mean two things, and ideally both. Embrace coaching from the sense of getting external help in, somebody like me, paying for coaching. I do occasionally go in and coach organizations. It's not my passion. I prefer to coach the individual woman. And then the other side of it is when the employees themselves are also coaching. The leaders are coaching. By the way, you don't need to be a leader in order to coach. You get to coach at every single level. <laughs> but when there is this attitude of pro-coaching, it increases the productivity, increases the efficiency, and that put a quality of work. People have higher engagement, better job satisfaction, higher retention. And these aren't just numbers. They reflect the real-world success stories of teams that have experienced extraordinary improvement in performance and well-being through coaching intervention. Being a great coach though, and knowing how to challenge your team members without toxicity, knowing how to tackle toxicity without creating more of it, knowing how to deal with all kinds of issues that can be tricky and addressing challenging employee behavior should be a priority for every single one of us and certainly all employers, managers and leaders. It's really important to nip any problems in the bud that you are seeing in your team instead of assuming or hoping that poor performance or behavior will improve with time. And a great way to do this straight off the bat is with coaching. 
But as you're likely also hearing, it isn't just about your team. It's also about individual growth and development. This to me, I mean, I come at this from the lens of loving working with individuals. This is my passion point is working with individual women and really helping them break through the glass ceiling. But what that really tells us is that by using coaching, particularly the framework that I use, really helps empower the individual to reach their full potential. If you bring this in as part of your leadership toolkit, it is a great way to do that growth and development work that we're supposed to be doing as leaders. It provides personalized support and guidance, helps set goals that actually work, overcome challenges, and helps the person achieve those aspirations, those goals, and allows you as the coach to really understand the mindset of your team member so that the team member can come up with their own plan, execute their own plan and build on their aspirations rather than all being dictated through you, which we tend to find backfires. Through coaching, individuals will gain self-awareness. So if you've got somebody who's really unself-aware, they don't understand the impact they're having. Coaching is a great way to level this up. Develop their strengths. Again, they're going to have to level up their self-awareness on what they're good at and what they're not good at, why they're not good at things. If they want to create a new era of growth, great, but make sure that they know that's what they're doing. But it also allows you to address underperformance and embrace continuous learning. When you do this, your team individuals are more confident, which means they tend to be less grumpy, have less imposter syndrome. Arrogance actually goes away. I was having a fascinating conversation last week in the Leadership Academy about confidence and arrogance. And how some people, arrogance is actually a cover for low confidence. <laughs> so sometimes arrogance goes away because you've increased confidence. And even still with coaching that they begin to realize how their arrogance is appearing to others. And then obviously there's more obviously enhances skills and provides this professional growth. One of the beautiful aspects of coaching is that it fosters a culture of continuous learning within your team. It encourages that open dialogue, feedback and reflection, creates a safe and non-judgmental space for individuals to have open and honest conversations. So you start seeing them coach each other. They're going to learn from you. They share ideas. They embrace challenges more instead of feeling threatened by them. They see them as learning opportunities, that true growth mindset. And when coaching becomes a part of your team's culture, curiosity, experimentation and innovation really flourish leading to that enhanced collaboration and collective growth that we know is what leads to great team IQ. And team IQ always outperforms individual IQ every time. So organizations that have successfully brought in coaching as part of their culture will see these benefits. Uh, and it becomes the cornerstone of talent development. So this is something I really want you to be aware of. If you bring coaching in, then this should become part of what you do to support employees, make sure they're valued and support their career journeys, their career ladders, whether that's through coaching them as a team or coaching them as individuals, you'll find that they have the skills and mindset needed to thrive more. So this is such an important area. I, I could talk about this all day. Um, one thing I haven't talked about is how coaching can foster belonging and motivation. So when we coach, because we have to understand the person in front of us, we're going to have to have those much more honest, trusting and transparent conversations. You're going to understand if they don't feel that they belong. You as a coach are going to have to level up your self-awareness. I think the leaders that I teach how to coach, their understanding of themselves goes sky high as part of the leadership development journey of becoming a coach. And as part of that, you are going to have to see what's going on with that person in front of you. So you're going to understand why their motivation is not going forward in the right way, why they're not fulfilled, or are they hiding fulfillment from you in that they are unfulfilled, but they come across as fulfilled. This allows you to improve their engagement and job satisfaction. 
it allows you to move your team into areas where they're feeling more fulfilled. So everybody does more of their work in their zone of genius. But to implement this, you need buy-in. <laughs> so if you are a leader, then give yourself buy-in. But ideally, this should come from senior leadership. If you're not senior leadership, then I would have a conversation with your boss about you would like to bring coaching into part of your leadership practice and see what they say. Leaders should lead by example, engage in coaching themselves. I'm a big believer, of course I would say this, given the topic of my podcast, but I'm a huge believer that every executive should have coaching. I actually think every leader should have coaching. I think coaching just makes us better as a human race. <laughs> but if you can advocate for coaching, communicate the benefits and provide resources and support, you're going to create an environment where coaching can thrive. So I would just advocate starting to integrate ideas from coaching into existing team structures. Incorporate it into your team meetings, performance evaluations. Make your performance evaluations about how that person can grow instead of what they're not doing right. Develop plans to ensure coaching conversations become an integral part of the team's fabric. Lead by example and your team will follow. I'm hoping you're beginning to see how this process really enhances your team dynamics, that individual growth and development, and creates this culture of learning and retaining top talent that we all want as leaders, right? One thing that happens when we have poor leadership is our best talent leaves. So let's flip that around, become the best leaders because we're coaching, unlock our potential within our teams. And guess what? You're going to keep your high performers and your lower performers are going to up level. <laughs> we can create a world where coaching becomes this powerful catalyst for success. I would love to hear from you if you're excited to use coaching as part of your leadership journey, as part of what you do with your team. If you're already doing that, drop me a message on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn every single workday. Drop me a message and let me know if you're using coaching and how you find it useful or not. <laughs> My own team and I are working hard on our newest round of the Ignite Coach Academy, which we use to train leaders and professional coaches in how to coach and create the amazing impact that my company's been able to roll out to our clients as coaches. If you'd like to join that program, we have a special early bird discount where we're offering you the chance to join the price we had for our previous round back in January, even though we were going to raise our prices for our September cohort. So if you sign up before early August, you can get access to Ignite Coach Academy for the same price that we had for our January cohort. Head to tonycollis.com forward slash ignite dash coach dash academy. Link in the show notes to find out more or book a coffee chat with me if you would like to sign up. I will see you in next week's podcast episode. Bye for now. <laughs>